What is up, guys? It is the I Got Next podcast. I am your host, Trent Bridges, coming to you live from Southern California, where it is hot. And not just hot in the streets, but hot in the city of LA, where quite possibly the Lakers could be building the very next super team. I am super excited for that. So we're going to jump in to a little bit of NBA free agency, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, Paul George. Are they coming? Where will they end up? I want to give my thoughts on that. We're definitely going to be jumping in in future episodes uh, to some other crazy stories, crazy debates, anything that can entertain your ears, anything that can keep you going through the the drag of your day while you're at work or you're at the gym or you're in traffic. We want to make sure to be able to entertain you, keep you laughing, keep you guessing. So we're going to be pumping out some great content for you moving forward. Feel free to like, comment, subscribe. I am so excited to be here. So glad that you decided to hang with me today. Let's go ahead and get started. So last week, the San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, the coach, flew out to San Diego, California to meet with his star player, Kawhi Leonard, who really only played in nine games for the Spurs last year. Come to find out, Kawhi Leonard felt like he was truly hurt last year, couldn't play through the pain, whatever whatever it may be. And the Spurs kind of did some shady things, coming out to the media, other players coming out saying that their injuries were worse, that Kawhi actually could be playing at the moment he wasn't playing. Kawhi, the weird thing about the Kawhi drama was he wasn't even showing up to the games. In the playoffs, he wasn't on the bench. He was out in New York training and rehabbing. He was going to Dodgers games in LA, which is great for the Lakers. He was doing everything but being there for his team. So are we surprised Kawhi told Popovich, you know, I'm not really feeling it, coach. I want to be a Laker. No. Kawhi Leonard is from here. He went to right down the street. He went to Riverside King High School. He went to San Diego State University. He is a Southern California dude. I understand why he wants to come back and play for his home team. That being said, we know, we know the Spurs do not want to send Kawhi to the Lakers. Why would you send one of the top five best players in the NBA to a long-standing NBA rival in the Lakers? When you know that the moment you send Kawhi to the Lakers, they are going to be recruiting hard to go after Paul George and LeBron James to create the very next super team. So if you're the Spurs, why trade Kawhi to LA? Well, here's why. Kawhi Leonard has all the power in this situation. Yes, he's under contract, but he's going to be a free agent next year. So... If the Spurs decide we're going to entertain other offers from other teams and they go to Kawhi and say, hey, look, we have this package coming back from the 76ers. And Kawhi's like, that's great. You can send me there, but I'm only going to be there for a year. So the Sixers get that news and go, well, we're not going to trade Markel Fultz, Robert Covington, Dario Saric, and future first rounders for a guy that's only going to be here for a year and his whose heart is still in Southern California. 
We're not doing that. That's too much to give away for a guy that, that really doesn't even want to play here. Same thing when it comes to the Celtics. I hear all these things going on about, oh, the Celtics could offer the Memphis pick and Jalen Brown and possibly Jason Tatum or, or pick pick or choose. Do you want Jason Tatum or, or, or Jalen Brown? Look, guys, Dan, as much as I hate to admit it because I hate the Boston Celtics, Danny Ainge is no fool. He's one of the smarter GMs in the NBA. Brad Stevens is one of the best coaches. They are not going to give a potential perennial all-star in Jason Tatum away for a guy who truly wants to play for the Lakers. It's just not going to happen. We see it with Paul George. What did Indiana do last year? Same exact situation as this Kawhi situation this year. Paul George comes to the Pacers says, I do not want to play in Indiana. My preference would be to play for the Lakers. As a matter of fact, next year, when I become a free agent, I'm going to go sign with the Lakers, so you may as well trade me now. So what do they do? They gauge, the Pacers gauge some offers from other teams. Great. Fantastic. Turns out, well, Oklahoma City, you know what? We can't really attract the free agents here in this small market. Let's go ahead and give up Sabonis and Oladipo for Paul George. And we will spend the next year while he's here in our uniform recruiting him. He'll want to come here. He'll want to be here. He'll want to stay here. Why? Because now we have his bird rights. We can pay him the most money. He'll love playing with Russell Westbrook. He'll love playing with Carmelo Anthony. He'll love playing with Steven Adams. He'll fall in love with the city. The fans will love him. He'll want to play here. I understand why Sam Presti made that move. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, when you play with a player like Westbrook, Sometimes you're overshadowed. Sometimes you don't quite fit. I don't know if Oklahoma City really knew what they had in Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo is going to be in the East a perennial all-star who will lead his team to the playoffs probably every year from now and for the next five or six years, who was under contract for five years. That means that the Pacers now have him under team control for the next Five years. No need to worry about him wanting to go somewhere else where clearly he's under contract for quite some time. I don't see Danny Ainge making that same mistake that the that the Oklahoma City Thunder made last year in his Kawhi Leonard situation. Let's not scoff at the fact that the Lakers can also offer a very attractive package to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard. Hey Spurs, do you want... Brandon Ingram? Do you want Kyle Kuzma? Do you want Lonzo Ball? Do you want Josh Hart? Do you want future future first round picks for Kawhi Leonard? Now, I'm not saying the Lakers would need to offer all those because clearly you're not doing that for a guy you can get next summer for free. But Brandon Ingram wouldn't make a lot of sense on the Lakers as good as he will be in the future if you also are bringing in Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James. At some point, you're bringing in the same type of players. Brandon Ingram really wouldn't fit with that squad. You can move him on to the Spurs. So I would be okay offering Brandon Ingram to the Spurs if I was the Lakers to get Kawhi back. I would be okay with take your pick. You get Brandon Ingram... And you get either Kyle Kuzma 
or Alonzo Ball. And we'll throw in a first-round pick just just so we can go ahead and get this thing done before Sunday, before free agency starts. If I'm the Lakers, I'm okay with that. Quite honestly, I would go ahead and let Kyle Kuzma go, go ahead and let uh, Brandon Ingram go and a first round pick. I think that's a fair swap. It's a it's a really good haul for the Spurs because Kuzma is going to be a fantastic Sean Marion level player in the NBA. Very very good player, and Brandon Ingram could turn into a KD light type of player. He's look he's he's about to turn 21 years old. In four years, when when Ingram's 25, he's going to be a fantastic NBA talent. But look, this is the Lakers. Do you guys know what it's like to be a Lakers fan the, your entire life? I am 35 years old. I was born in 1983. I lived through the Magic Johnson era. I lived through what I consider to be a really cool era in the Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones era. I lived through the Kobe and Shaq era and then the Kobe and Gasol era where we were just dominating teams, making the playoffs every single year. But the last six years with the incompetent coaches, the incompetent front office, the incompetent play drafting of some of these players that we've taken over the years, no playoffs for six seasons. The Lakers, the storied franchise in the NBA, has not made the playoffs in six years. Something's got to change, ladies and gentlemen. We cannot continue to go down this route. We've got to make a splash. We've got to build a team that can compete for a title. You need to do Magic Johnson. You need to do Rob Palenka. Whatever you can possibly do to get Kawhi Leonard in a Lakers uniform before Sunday. If they can pull that off, the dominoes will start to fall. Kawhi Leonard will already be in a Laker uniform. You'll still have Lonzo Ball. By the way, you will still have Josh Hart, which if you're not a Lakers fan and you didn't watch a lot of Lakers basketball last year, which quite honestly, I wouldn't blame you. They weren't very good. But Josh Hart, everyone makes this big entire deal about how much money Avery Bradley is going to make this season or how much money Marcus Smart will make this summer. The Lakers have a cost-controlled player in Josh Hart who, in my opinion, is better than both of those players. This guy can rebound for his position. He plays defense. He is a far better shooter than Marcus Smart. He is a far better shooter already than Avery Bradley. This guy can play in a... This guy, Josh Hart, could have played in the finals this year for either the Cavs or the Warriors. That's how good this guy is. So if you have LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George in the fold, you still got Lonzo Ball. You still got Josh Hart. You still got the 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 uh, the draft picks that they just drafted. You've got a team where you are in Los Angeles. You are playing a Spitball away from the Pacific Ocean. In a town where a ton of celebrities live. You don't think that a squad that already has LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George with Michael ja with Michael Michael with Magic Johnson running the show, you don't think that 
that team would be an attractive place for other free agents to maybe take a pay cut, live in L.A., play in front of that, that crowd, and chase a title? Do you remember LeBron James's first stint with Cleveland? I'm sure LeBron does. I'm sure he remembers playing alongside Larry Hughes, Zadrunas Ilgauskas, Booby Gibson, Mo Williams. Those were the players LeBron James took dragged to the finals in his first stint with Cleveland. He knows how difficult it is to recruit free agents to come play in Cleveland. But he also remembers how easy it was to recruit players to play with him in Miami. Now, when LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh all came together to play on the same team, they could have said, you know what, guys? Let's go ahead and play in Toronto. But why would they do that? It's going to be so much harder to get those other missing pieces to play on your team when you play in Toronto. When you play in Miami and you're building a super team, it is so easy to get cats like Ray Allen, Shane Battier, Mike Miller to come and join the fold. South Beach, parties, clubs, nightlife, women, basketball at the highest level. It was a, they were the Beatles. Bring that show to LA and I promise you, really, really good NBA players will be taking pay cuts to come play with LeBron, Kawhi, and Paul George in LA. The burning question, the thing I don't hear anyone talking about is Luke Walton. That, I think, could throw things off a bit when it comes to the free agency period. I just can't see LeBron James playing for Luke Walton, a dude he routinely burned on the basketball court. I just don't see it. I, I, I can't see him coming to LA and playing for Luke Walton. So here's my fear if, if, if I'm a Luke Walton fan. My fear is that LeBron James will come to LA, he'll come to the Lakers, and he will either be okay with Luke Walton being his coach, he'll give it a shot, see how it goes. But my fear for Luke Walton is your job may be on the line immediately because wherever LeBron goes, he kind of dictates who he plays with. He dictates who they extend contracts with. He dictates who the coach is. And so if the Lakers get off to a bad start, the Lakers don't go out and win right away. I think you could be looking at a Phil Jackson situation where, man, we, we need someone with the championship pedigree to lead this group of, of players to a title. And Magic Johnson's already come out and said if, if he can't make it happen in the next couple of years, he'll leave. So if he has all these great players who don't really want to play for a coach who they don't respect in Luke Walton, 
I think we could be looking at a situation where this summer Luke Walton has let go. Or early on in the year, if they don't get off to a good start, we're starting to hear the LA, LA Phil Jackson rumors that we quite honestly always hear, especially now that he's in the unemployment line. Just something to think about. No one's brought it up. But would LeBron James ever play for Luke Walton? I don't know. I don't know. And I think that could be one thing that holds up the LeBron James to L.A. talk that's going on right now. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Also wanted to dive into a few things here about the LeBron versus MJ conversation. Who is the greatest basketball player of all time? I turn on my TV. I listen. I, I turn on ESPN. We're having that debate. Is LeBron better than MJ? Turn on Fox Sports. Is LeBron better than MJ? Look, I lived through the Michael Jordan era. To me, they are Michael Jordan and LeBron James are two completely different players. Both great, both fantastic, and in my opinion, are are one A and one B in terms of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen on a basketball court. But let me tell you what no one has brought up in this MJ versus LeBron debate. And it's simply the reason why we're even having this debate, guys, is because Michael Jordan, it's Michael Jordan's fault. It is Michael Jordan's fault that we're even having this conversation. Let me tell you what. Michael Jordan won three consecutive titles with the Bulls in the early 90s. Then decided, you know what? My dad just passed away. It was his dream, his favorite sport. His, his dream was to see me play professional baseball. So I know I'm the greatest basketball player alive, but my competitive juices are really flowing now, and I want to prove it to myself and to my late father that I can play Major League Baseball. And so Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever play the game, decides in the prime of his career to play baseball. After he just won three consecutive NBA titles. Needless to say, baseball didn't work out for Michael. So a year and a half later, he comes back to the NBA. Took basically two seasons off. No NBA titles during that run. No MVPs. No scoring titles. But a lot of strikeouts during that time. Fast forward. After Michael Jordan comes back to the NBA, they ended up losing in the playoffs when he came back midseason, war number 45. The following three seasons, Jordan goes on to win three more NBA titles, which in his last, which means in his last six full seasons, he won six consecutive NBA titles. Now, you guys might be at home saying, well, that's why Michael Jordan is the greatest player ever. I'm not going to argue with you. But here's why we can still have the is LeBron better than MJ debate. 
Michael Jordan could have put to to bed the greatest basketball player of all time had he never retired to play baseball. If Michael Jordan never retires and he somehow pulls that Bulls team to win eight consecutive titles, not six like he did, but eight consecutive titles, we're not even having this this conversation. There is no one ever who would even come close to being in the greatest player of all time debate with Michael Jordan. If Michael Jordan never retires and the Bulls win eight straight titles, we're not even having this conversation at all. But the fact that Michael retired in the prime of his career and allowed the Houston Rockets to win back-to-back titles in the mid-90s during his departure. That right there allowed players like LeBron to enter into the greatest of all time conversation. Now, I think it's a silly conversation to have because I really don't see a way that you can really compare these two players. LeBron is just a different cat than Michael Jordan was. I think you can compare Kobe to Michael, and I think that debate is open and shut case. I think Michael wins hands down every single time. But the LeBron career, now that's a different that's a different conversation. LeBron's career, the longevity of his career, the arc, the sustained greatness during his peak, which is still going on right now in year 15. That allows people to kind of really have an argument in terms of who the greatest basketball player of all time is. Again, Michael retired in the prime of his career. He went on at the end of his career to play for the Washington Wizards. Wasn't a good look for Michael. In a lot of people's eyes, it it downgraded his accomplishments a lot by doing that. So if LeBron is able to somehow get to six titles, which means he needs three more. If he can equal MJ in terms of rings, I think then you can have the conversation. But due to the fact that Michael only played 13 real seasons in the NBA and won six consecutive NBA titles, given his his retirement. I think MJ, to me, is still the greatest basketball player ever that I've ever seen in terms of competitive nature. But LeBron has about, I think, three more quality years in him. And if he can somehow assemble this super team in LA and can somehow chase after three more rings and can somehow make three more consecutive finals appearances, which would give him 11 consecutive finals appearances at that point, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think there's a debate. I think LeBron James will at that point have overtaken Michael Jordan as the greatest basketball player ever. And at that point, I don't think you can have the debate anymore. And guess what? Michael Jordan, if you're listening out there, which you're probably not, it's your fault if that happens. 
And that concludes our very first episode of the I Got Next podcast. I hope you guys were thoroughly entertained by the conversation we had today. Like I said before, this channel is going to have much more content. We're going to talk movies. We're going to talk sports. We're going to talk TV. We're going to talk anything that's going on in pop culture. So if anything happens and you want to be entertained, feel free to come back to this channel. Like, subscribe. As always, we'll have thought-provoking conversations like, is Justin Bieber overrated? Who's better? The Backstreet Boys or Sync? What TV show was better in its prime? Lost or Breaking Bad? Those conversations and a whole lot more. Again, this is the I Got Next podcast. I am your host, Trent Bridges. We out.